Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Once again, Sam Pittman gets him some cold beer after an Arkansas win over the South Carolina Gamecocks on Saturday in Fayetteville. Arkansas moves to 1-0 in the SEC. So we're going to give our reactions to that game, some breakdowns, some aftermath, some around the SEC, and all that fun stuff coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on at underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend as uh, I know I sure did. And I know if you're a Razorback fan, you did too, because you got a victory over South Carolina. You're 2-0, 1-0 in the SEC. And fun fact, this is the first time in back-to-back -back seasons you've started 1-0 in the SEC since 2003-2004. So you're talking about nearly 20 years that you've had back-to-back -back good starts to SEC play, and now you're sitting pretty and sitting high. And the thing is, is that uh, this I, I meant to do a reaction video on Saturday, uh, but I was not in Little Rock. I was actually still in Fayetteville, and so I didn't have a chance really to do that one or at least to do one in a capacity that I did it before. So hopefully I'll be able to do that this weekend against Missouri State and, and maybe against A&M, you know, whatever it may be. I'll try to figure it out. But uh, either way, this is going to be kind of the reaction video and just some takeaways that I had from the game itself. And honestly, um, I'm not going to toot my own horn. But my score prediction, it wasn't 100% correct because I did say that Arkansas would win 38-24. However, it was a two-touchdown game for Arkansas to win. And uh, honestly, going 44-30, to 30, I guess, uh, still ended up being okay. But either way, uh, it was a really solid performance by Arkansas. Not perfect. Still things to work on, as we all know. But it was good. It was really solid. And, and the reason that... Arkansas was able to have so much success and, and look so good in this game. And then that's the first thing that I want to talk about today is dominating the line of scrimmage. I, I mean, we know that Sam Pittman and his team, they want to be physical up front. We, we know that. We know that they want to be able to not only push guys on the offensive line, establish the run, but also on the defensive side of the ball, get after the quarterback. Like that's just something that uh, they do and want to do and want to continue to do. And Arkansas, honestly, did a really good job of that in this game on, on both sides of it. And that's really why Arkansas was able to have so much success. We'll start with the offensive line. Guys, you know, against Cincinnati, this is, continues to go back to my whole point. Cincinnati is a much better team than probably what most people realize. And they might be even to a closer team. And I mean, and the South Carolina fans may get upset, but Cincinnati was closer to being an SEC team than South Carolina was. Like Cincinnati's a better team. They're a physical team. And I think that you're starting to see the comparisons between week one and week two that that game took a more of a physical toll on Arkansas against Cincinnati than it did South Carolina. Now, and that's not to say that South Carolina's trash because they, I mean, they, they, they definitely do have some angles and some elements to their game that makes them really good. But overall, I felt like that game itself was what made it so, uh, 
was made it so in like totally like understanding and seeing the difference between the two. But in this game, Arkansas was going to go up against a South Carolina defensive front that wasn't as physical and wasn't as good as Cincinnati's. And it's vice versa. They were also going to be going up against an offensive line that wasn't near as good as uh, what they saw with Cincinnati. And Arkansas's defensive line was able to uh, take care of business there, too. But it starts with, of course, stopping the run. I know that South Carolina has Spencer Rattler, and, and you know they, that's really what they uh, want to do the most and, and, and getting him the ball and everything. But like, South Carolina ran the ball 29 times. And they had total yardage of 40. That's 1.4 yards per carry. I know that involves sacks and everything like that. But I'm sorry, you're not like there is not going to be a single time where you're going to rush for under 50 yards in an SEC game and win. It's just not at least unless you just got a quarterback that goes 600 yards, maybe. But you have to be able to run the ball. But Arkansas's defensive front, you got to give them a lot of credit for that, especially the D-line. They were able to shut that part down completely. And then with Spencer Rattler, okay, if you look at his numbers, he threw for 376 yards. That's a lot. But he only had one touchdown pass. Isn't that crazy? He had one touchdown pass and had 376 yards. They rushed for 40 yards and had three touchdown runs. Can't make it up. But either way, he goes out there and he throws for 376 yards. There's a lot of yards. And he made a lot of really good plays. Uh, there were times where, you know, he didn't look great, and there were times that he looked pretty solid, but did throw an interception, 24-39 for him on the game. But what you really need to look at, though, more so than anything, is he got sacked six times by Arkansas. Six times by Arkansas. Once again, showing that they are a much better team and much more dominant at the line of scrimmage in this game, where sometimes it was D linemen, Sometimes it was Drew Sanders, which we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, but either way, if you watch the game the entire time, Spencer Rattler was on the run. Like he was, he was having to do some things and do some maneuverabilities and trying to get out of uh, tough situations and pressures to where it was just a constant for him. Now he's really good on the run, and that's why I think he was able to run, uh, throw the ball as much as he did and have the success that he did, at least in the yardage perspective. But overall. Like, you can't say anything more about Arkansas's offensive and defensive lines in this game. And you can see the difference of when you're dominating that or you're you're getting great push, you're, you're controlling the physicality, you're controlling the tempo, you're uh, making the, the quarterback feel all this pressure, how things can just go your way and you could look so good. Now, this final score, you're probably like people who maybe didn't watch the game, they're probably sitting there saying like, well, I mean, how dominant was you gave up 30 points and all that? And it's like, yes. But here's the thing. Arkansas, as great as they played at the uh, at the point of attack and in, in the on the line of scrimmage, they had a lot of penalties, too many penalties, stupid penalties, some penalties that I didn't really uh, think were, uh, you know, actual penalties, but still stuff like that that kills you. And I'm not trying to make excuses for for anything because you got to get that cleaned up. Even if even if not all the penalties were warranted, Arkansas still having 10 penalties for 122 yards is unacceptable. Just cannot have that. That's how many they had in this game. 10 penalties under 22 yards. So I'm again not making excuses, but I'm just telling you that if if Arkansas didn't have those penalties, 
like would have played a clean game on that front. Arkansas would have won this game by at least four touchdowns. Like the final score was not indicative of how dominating Arkansas was in this game. Arkansas's lead was never in question. The, the, the better team was on the field with Arkansas. Like everybody knew that, but it's just those self-inflicted things that ended up hurting Arkansas and keeping South Carolina around at times. So that was really frustrating to see. But here's the best thing about that, folks. You know what's the best thing about that? That we're coming out here and we're talking about the criticisms and all that. That's a fixable thing. Penalties are probably the most fixable thing you could ever have as a team. Because you can do things. You can make adjustments. You can change things to make it work. I had, I think, three hands-to-the-face penalties in this game. And Sam Pittman even said after the game, he's like, you know, we haven't had one of those all practice. We haven't, obviously, I've watched film of every single drill. Ever. We've never had that issue. And suddenly we had it today. And honestly, one of them, I think, was the the key, one of the key ones that I saw on the replay. It didn't even look like his hands were to the face. But either way, that doesn't matter. Point is, is that you got to clean up the penalties. That's, that's something you got to do. But besides that, Arkansas did exactly what they were supposed to do in this game. And I don't know how many games are going to be like this where they're going to look so dominant at the line of scrimmage, but isn't it just like a beautiful thing? Like there's something beautiful. There's something magical, especially offensively, where the other team knows you're going to run it. The other team knows that you're going to try to milk the clock or try to wear them down, whatever it is. They know you're going to do that, and you can't stop them. That's what Arkansas did on Saturday. South Carolina had no answer. They couldn't stop them. They couldn't match the physicality of Arkansas. They got outgunned, outmatched, outperformed, and you saw the end result. Arkansas took care of business. I love that. Like, I love this has been, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a fa my favorite game ever. The fourth quarter was weird. Like, there was goofiness going on there. And that thing lasted an hour and 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, do we have to review everything? Anyways, it's a whole other can of worms. But still, this was a this was a really strong performance to the follow-up game against Cincinnati. And uh, now you got a game against Missouri State coming up, which I know we'll talk about this week and the elements of that. Then you got another SEC game against AM, which is another thing we'll have to talk about. But you're in good spot. You're in a good position. That was a good game, good performance. And the things that weren't great are easily fixable. You can clean them up. And so I, I really like that performance. And it's just great to be 2-0 and and great to be a top 10 team, which we'll also talk about, uh, considering that there are a lot of people that <laughs> are not that right now. That's for sure. Uh, we'll continue on here in just a second. But, folks, this episode of the Locked On Razor X podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. And it's the easiest place to spice up the college football season. You know, this it's so easy to do. And it's so easy to play. Because that's the thing that I feel like I run into and I know a lot of people run into when it comes to fantasy sports and stuff. It's like, well... You know, I just don't want to deal with all the 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 players and all the the things and options I'm gonna to have to go. I, I want it just simple and easy. Well, that's what Underdog Fantasy he does for you. It has it, it's easy to play. You can hold you can win cold hard cash just in a single game, and it also has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, and Adam Schefter. So it's not just like some scam thing. Like you actually have celebrities, people who are in the know, people who do these things. They're backing this, so you know it is legitimate. So here's the thing. We all love fantasy sports. We all love fantasy games. But Underdog Fantasy is the one you need to do, especially when it comes to college football. So if you go to their website, underdogfantasy.com, sign up with promo code Locked On. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You, get, you deposit $100, you get $100 extra for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store 
or Google Play Store and check it out. Again, promo code locked on. It's as simple as that. It's great. I, I'm telling you all, you're going to be extremely impressed by this, especially for you fantasy players out there. So again, get in on the college football pick'em action today at underdogfantasy.com or using the Underdog Fantasy app using the promo code locked on. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with my reaction to uh, Arkansas beating South Carolina in the way that they did and the, the performance that they have, obviously dominating the line of scrimmage was the key. And uh, you can it's amazing how many games you'll win this year if Arkansas can just do that. Uh, and how good it'll look and how maybe it'll cover up for a lot of the other issues going on there too. But either way, uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about in this game that really stood out to me, and there's a lot of things, and I'll probably get into the third segment of uh, you know just kind of going through some random stuff that I, I saw. But the second thing is them Sanders boys, like Rocket Sanders, Drew Sanders, running back, linebacker. Those guys, uh, first off, let me just brag a little bit. I'm so happy that both of them join my radio show out of bounds each and every week because it's awesome. Uh, and you know, to be able to to have them on and to talk about games and whatnot. But these dudes are incredible. Like, there's a lot of people you can look at in this game as far as being MVPs and and, and you know who made differences and whatnot. And you I wouldn't argue with you on a lot of them. But when you have we'll start, we'll start with Rocket Sanders. We'll start with the offense. Back-to-back -back games now, he's had 100-yard games. 24 carries for 156 yards, two touchdowns for an average of 6.5 yards a pop. Your starting running back, who got the majority of the carries on an SEC team, rushed for 156 yards, two touchdowns for 6.5 yards a carry. That's big time. That's big time. Like, he did it against Cincinnati, and that was impressive, too. Probably more so impressive. But back-to-back -back games of him being able to just go out there and be physical with guys and run the ball effectively, that's just – that's sexy. Like, I mean, just to put it honestly, that's just a sexy thing to see. You know, it's Arkansas has had so many great running backs come through this university, especially over the past 20 years. And a lot of them have had different elements to their game. You know, some guys like, uh, you know, you think about like an Alex Collins. You know, he wasn't a physical back, but man, those hips, the way he can move and the, and the jukes and everything made him so effective. Uh, you think about guys like a Niall Davis that, one, you know, whenever he got the ball, he had so much lower body strength that uh, he had the speed to go along with it, but he would take you head on if you, if you try to get in the middle of the way. And of course, you know, McFadden and Jones and Hillis, you know, those guys, like all these different running backs have had been great and also for different reasons. And Rocket, somebody asked me about this, like, you know, what running back would you compare him to as far as the way he plays? And honestly, I, I don't know because he's kind of his own guy, which is a great thing. Like, it's not a negative thing. It's not like, a, you know, oh, that means he's not as good as these other guys. But, like, I don't think he's ever – he's got some really good speed. But is he going to have the top-end speed to burn everybody? No, I don't think that. But he has so much strength. And he runs hard. He doesn't go down on first contact. To me, he's just a prototypical physical back. Like where he's got speed. All right. He's got some speed. He's got some elements to his game to where, you know, he can hit the hole hard, whatever it is. But it's just he's physical. 
And he just doesn't go down. And I guess in that way, he would remind me a little bit of like a Dennis Johnson. Again, maybe not that high in speed, but just the bruiser where, you know, you can try to tackle him and everything, but he's not going to go down on first contact and he's going to make you pay if you do try to uh, tackle him. But if he can just stay healthy and continue to, to stay healthy and, and to be the, you know, the player that he's looking like to be and has been acting like to be and all that, I don't see there's any reason why he can't be all SEC by the end of the season. I mean, he's on a good stretch right now. He's got, I guess, a total of uh, like 275 yards on the season in two games. That ain't too bad. And uh, he's on well, well, well on his way to a thousand yard rushing season, which we know Arkansas, uh, you know, always you always want to have those guys in there. Like he didn't have one last year, the year before, the year before. But, you know, you're you're in a good spot to, to possibly do it here. So that's big. And so I just I love the way he plays. I love the way he runs. And I love the physicality that he brings. And now I see, and I think we're all starting to see the reasons why Sam Pittman said, hey, this is our number one guy. This is our running back. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. He's going to get the bulk of the load. And, and he's just really killing it. So Rocket's been awesome. And Rocket was awesome in this game. And I think he's going to continue to be a huge, huge, huge part of this offense uh, going forward. And then the other Sanders boys, uh, Sander boy, Drew Sanders. Dude, I know that there's like transfers that have come in that have made impacts for Arkansas just over the past couple of years. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, John Ridgeway last year was a huge impact guy. Um, you know, you think about uh, some of the, like the guys that came in like Traylon Smith at the beginning of Sam Pittman's tenure, where he, he made a nice little impact there. Like there's been some guys that made some impacts. And there's been guys this year already that have made impacts too. But as early as it may be, Drew Sanders might be the greatest transfer get that Arkansas has had in a while. That dude is everything that Arkansas has desperately needed defensively for so many years. Now, you have great defensive players. You do. You, you've had some great defensive players. You've had some guys that have been NFL guys. You've had guys that uh, even at the linebacker position, you know, like a Dre Greenlaw, Scooter Harris. Great guys there. You've had, uh, you know, Brooks Ellis was really good. Martrell Spate was really good. Like, you had other guys just at the linebacker position that were really good. And D linemen and safeties and all that. Like, you've had people and had guys that have been good. So, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, you know, you've just been trash in this position. But you have a guy with Drew Sanders that is just a motor. He can, he'll go and get the quarterback. He'll sack you. He'll hit you over the line of scrimmage. Like there was a reason why this dude was a five-star kid coming out of high school and we're seeing it. He's the difference maker. Now it sucks that Catalan's lost for the season. Like, you know, and I know we need to address that. I hate that for Jalen Catalan more than anything to be hurt all last season and miss out. And then to come back, work so hard to get back. And now you're going to have to have reconstructive uh, surgery on your shoulder. It just, it sucks for him, man. I hate that. And now it's a mixed man up mentality. Luckily, you'll be getting Miles Slusher back this week. So that's huge. That's great. So the injuries have been a problem. But I'm telling you, a guy like Drew Sanders is really going to make up for a lot of the deficiencies that Arkansas has or a lot of the missing pieces. And he's not going to go back and play safety. I'm not trying to say that. But when he's out on the field, the offense is going to have to be aware of where he's at every single time. Because seeing him, like there was times, I went back and watched the, the, the game and watched some highlights, and especially on some of those sacks where he had sacks he had tackles for loss. He made, I think he had six tackles before anybody had two. Anybody else had double digit tackles? Like he was just all over the place. He was flying all over. And, uh, but I went back and watched on some of those sacks and even on the ones where he didn't get the sack. Him, he had this an element to where he could just boom, he's through the line. Or if he's coming on the outside, 
he he's just like coming around and you're like, oh my gosh, like it, it he looks like he's moving so fast and he runs with such aggression. And most important thing, knock on wood, he tackles well. You know, he's not he doesn't go for the knees, he doesn't go for the targeting stuff. Like he's a great tackler. Like it, it's just he's been a difference maker on this defense. And if you can continue to get the hype level play out of him, because bumper pull's already great. Like bumper's awesome. Poor guy almost returned a kick for a touchdown. Hated that, that he didn't get there. That would have been funny, that onside kick. But Bumper's been killing it. Uh, and, and, you know, you got some other guys that have been really good. Dwight McLaughlin has been good. My boy Hudson Clark graded out as the highest cornerback on Saturday on Arkansas. Stop hating the man. Um, so, you know, they, those guys have looked some good. And, and some defensive linemen have stepped up. But Drew Sanders is just a difference maker. And I think he's going to be uh, the key to Arkansas success defensively. He can keep playing this high level. So you have two great players in them Sanders boys with Rocket and Drew that are making big differences on this offense and defense. So I love their game. Both of them had an incredible game on Saturday. I expect them to continue to have incredible games uh, throughout the season. Hopefully they stay healthy, but it's just nice to be able to count on these two guys uh, to be able to step up in those major ways as well. We'll get to our final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast here in just a second. But folks, you know, there's a few things that have been going on here uh, for like for a lot of different reasons and for a lot of different people out there to talk about. And I understand that, you know, with football season, it gets pretty crazy and you're trying to figure out, well, who's the, who's the best player on your team and everything like that. But uh, I, I can, I can tell you this, that, you know, with LinkedIn jobs, it's the way that you need to get your team ready. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier for, to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to do your network and to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience that you can use to quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small business rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster did you know that every week Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free, linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free where terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, there's we talked about pretty much uh, everything from the South Carolina game, but there's a few things that I want to bring up when it comes to being in the top 10 now officially. In the AP poll, you were the number 10 team in the country. I think Coach's poll has you at 11, and it's, it's just cool. It's cool to see. Top 10 in football. Back-to-back -back years, you've been ranked in the top 10 at a point in time in the season in football. It's not bad. It's kind of nice, isn't it? And I think that there's a good reason to be excited about it. So you got Missouri State this week, so you should win that game. And so you at least have one win as a top 10 team. Um, but it's crazy that the think about just where you where you were, where you're going and now like where you're at now and how everything's just changed so drastically and so awesomely for you and you should be excited about Sam Pittman and, and the Arkansas team. You should be excited about everybody going on there, especially in the fact that the rest of the sec. Wow. 
So Alabama and Texas played, and Texas almost won this game. 20 to 19 was the final. Alabama hits the game winning field goal uh, at the end of it, but just wow. Okay. Like Alabama looked terrible. They committed so many penalties. It was very uncharacteristic of them. So I'm not trying to say that, oh, after just barely beating Texas, that means they're going to go eight and four. No, they're going to be still be Bama. But they looked vulnerable. They looked beatable. They looked human in this game. Now, does that mean they're going to stay that way? Maybe not. But if you're a Razorback fan, it's like, okay, well, there's some issues there. There's some weaknesses there that maybe you can take care of. Georgia looked great. I mean, they beat Sanford 33 to nothing. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Appalachian State beat Texas A&M in College Station, 17 to 14. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sucks to be you, Aggies. How's that uh, big-time coach treating you? Now, Jimbo Fisher's a fraud. Like it's, we got to get to that point. He's a fraud. I know. I, I know it's one game, and uh, there's plenty of them to go. But what's the, like? And people even brought up. Oh, I don't. There were just so many weird excuses people brought. Up. Like, listen, since Jimbo Fisher's been at Texas A&M, they have had like top five, top ten recruiting classes every year. Every year. So there's no excuse. No excuse. Like, they're not rebuilding a program. There is zero excuse for you to lose this game. And I'm just glad that Jimbo Fisher is getting exposed for the fraud that he is. At Florida State, he had an incredible quarterback in Jameis Winston. That's it, though. Other than Jameis Winston, his quarterbacks have not been good. He's not coached quarterbacks well. And at AM, now I think this is his fifth year at Texas AM, fourth or fifth year. Either way, your quarterback situations have been bad, and it shouldn't be. You haven't even developed one. So that was really funny to see. I appreciate that. Uh, Ole Miss beats UCA. That's whatever. Uh, Missouri. Ugh. Missouri got beat by Kansas State 40 to 12. Well, that's, looks good for Arkansas going forward and then into the end of that game. Uh, San Jose State and Auburn. Auburn won 24-16. Yikes. Still not looking great there. Uh, and also, uh, Mississippi State did look pretty solid. They beat Arizona. I'll score 39-17. So uh, I just went through at least the teams that Arkansas is going to be playing this upcoming season. Uh, and uh, let's see if there's anybody else. I mean, Tennessee beat Pitt. That was fine. They beat him in overtime. It's not bad. LSU beat Southern. Okay. Cool. Kentucky beat Florida down there in Gainesville. I, I did not call that one right. I thought that uh, Florida would win that one. But kudos to Mark Stoops in Kentucky going down there in a hostile environment and getting that dub. That, that was really, uh, really good, big of them too. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I know that, uh, listen, we got some things that Arkansas needs to work on. You know, and I'll end by that saying this. We'll end by saying this. Arkansas is not perfect. They have problems right now. The amount of penalties that they've committed is, is too many. The uh, deficiencies at the cornerback position at times, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty glaring. You need to improve on that. Some of the injuries that they've had have been tough. You know, some of the things that are just small, they need to clean up on. They need to get better at. They they need to figure out ways to make it work. Like they they have all those stuff, all those things. But you're two and zero. Oh. You beat a top twenty five team in Cincinnati. You beat an SEC team in South Carolina. You have yet to trail in any one of these games. You're two and zero, one and zero in SEC play. 
and you're the number 10 team in the country. Are you perfect? No. But looking at the rest of the SEC and some of the things that these other SEC teams have had to deal with and how they look in week one or in week two, folks, it could be so much worse. You are a team right now that is playing extremely well. Like AM, I got all this hype and glory. Look at what they did. You know, LSU, we know what happened last weekend. Just trash. Looked like trash. Auburn hasn't looked great. Alabama looks beatable. You know, Missouri looks awful. Like all these teams that are either supposed to be good or have high expectations to be good and all that. It's a long season, so it could turn around. But they have not looked as strong as what Arkansas honestly looked like. Now, Georgia's Georgia. Like, you know, you take them out of the mix. But you get my point. Arkansas looks good. They are good. They're 2-0. and There's not many other SEC teams. In fact, no other SEC teams that had to start their season with a top 25 matchup and an SEC game. You did. You have. You're 2-0 with the number 10 team in the country. They got to get better. But I'll take this right now over anything. I'll enjoy this right now over anything. This is as good as you could ask at this point in time because you're 2-0, you're undefeated. Keep it going. Keep getting better. But, folks, it could be a whole lot worse than what the Razorbacks are seeing right now. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.